we would like to welcome you to a, another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're here every Monday night with some of the very best in jazz music, and we certainly have some of the very best this evening. Starting with our jazz feature, but we have uh, so many other artists to play after the feature as well. But the, the jazz feature is something that we do right at the beginning of every edition of the jazz show. And tonight, something very special. Drummer Chico Hamilton led a variety of groups uh, over his very long career. Uh, Chico had a good long life. He was, I think, 91 or so years old when he passed away. And uh, he had uh, done all kinds of things uh, musically uh, with his life. He had his own production company. He led various editions of his uh, uh, group over the years. But in the 50s, Chico Hamilton was a very much in-demand drummer in the Los Angeles area. And his real drum forte was his artistry on the brushes. He, he was, um, could really um, perform so well. And of course, all the other aspects of the drums too. Very distinctive drummer. And uh, he worked with such legendary people as uh, Chet Baker and Jerry Mulligan and all kinds of things. Around 1955, Chico decided to become a band leader and formed the Chico Hamilton Quintet. Uh, with some very select musicians and a very uh, focused idea on what he wanted. And essentially what he wanted was chamber jazz and um, very, very uh, tight arrangements, uh, short solos, relatively short pieces with a wide variety of concepts and very interesting instrumentation for the quintet. The instrumentation was one saxophone player who doubled on clarinet and flute and tenor and alto saxophone, one guitar player, a cello player, something very rare in the jazz field at that time, a bass player, and Chico himself on drums. And that became the first Chico Hamilton Quintet, and the first saxophone player was Buddy Collette, one of the great uh, musicians and one of the first African-American musicians to work in the Hollywood studios. He was uh, that qualified, and uh, he, re he broke the color barrier. Buddy Collette, and uh, he grew up with Charles Mingus, and a tremendous musician. Anyway, he was the first um, horn player in the Chico Hamilton Quintet. Jim Hall of course, who went on to great notoriety as one of the finest guitar players on the planet, was the guitarist. And uh, Fred Katz was the uh, cello player, and Chico recruited him, of course, from uh, the classical field. Fred Katz didn't improvise, but um, his sound certainly made that uh, quintet very distinctive. And... Um, Carson Smith on bass, who had played with literally everybody, and Chico, of course, on drums. Later on, uh, Buddy Collette, the horn player, was replaced by Paul Horn, who, of course, came in his later years to live uh, in Victoria. 
and uh, of course became famous for uh, really starting new age music with his um, Taj Mahal recording uh, on, on flute. Uh, after Paul Horn left, Eric Dolphy, uh, the legendary Eric Dolphy, joined Chico Hamilton. So he had a variety of horn players. There was a variety of guitar players and several bass players as well, including one of my best friends, um, bassist Wyatt Ruther, was uh, followed three or four different bass players that were in the quintet. So long about 1961, Oh, by the way, this quintet was one of the most popular groups in jazz. It ranked right up there with uh, the popularity of Dave Brubeck and Miles Davis and so on. So Chico was not at a loss for work. And um, his record sold. The quintet was doing extremely well. But long about 1960, 61, Chico began to hear some different things in music and wanted a little more energy and a little less sort of fussy arrangements and um, chamber music style that the quintet had established. And he was looking around for some new musicians. He had heard Ornette Coleman. He had heard uh, Eric Dolphy, of course, was in his quintet. And, and uh, Eric, with restrictions, was able to do some a little more free-form things. But Chico's ears were opening up to some of the new sounds that were happening in the early 60s because it was a, a, a turbulent period for uh, jazz music. There was all kinds of new stuff happening and changes and evolution, all that kind of stuff. And Chico heard some new sounds, and he decided to reform the quintet with all new personnel. And this quintet was or consisted of a very young, fresh from Memphis, Tennessee, Charles Lloyd, who, of course, is now an institution. Charles Lloyd on tenor saxophone and flute. Chico also wanted a trombone in the front section for just a different sound. So the trombone replaced the cello. And the trombonist we're going to hear tonight is a great player from Detroit by the name of George Bohannon. He wasn't the first trombonist in the band, but uh, he replaced uh, the original trombone player, Garnet Brown. But George Bohannon is the sound we'll, he we'll hear this evening. The other distinctive voice, really distinctive voice in the band, was a Hungarian-born guitarist by the name of Gabor Zabo. And his sound and his concept and um, just everything about Gabor um, was very individual, very unique, uh, most unique. And um, so that was uh, a really great addition. And on bass, a young virtuoso by the name of Albert Stinson and um, Chico on drums. So this was the new Chico Hamilton Quintet. And we're going to hear uh, what I consider their very finest recording. And if one, they, they made several. Um, they made recordings for Columbia Records, some independent records, uh, independent labels, uh, and so on. Reprise, Frank Sinatra's uh, label. But this recording was issued on the brand new Impulse label. And it really is the um, 
I think, the finest recording, finest representative uh, recording of this quintet. And the recording's called Passin' Through. And it was recorded in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, at uh, Rudy Van Gelder's studio, September 16th and 20th, 1962. And I think you'll find the sound of this recording very modern, uh, very refreshing, and fun to listen to. The pieces of music that we're going to hear, uh, once again, the personnel, Charles Lloyd on tenor saxophone and flute, and on guitar, Gabor Zabo, on trombone, George Bohanan, and on bass, Albert Stinson, and of course on drums, the redoubtable Chico Hamilton. There are six pieces in this jazz feature, and we open with probably the most exciting track on the album, written by Charles Lloyd. It kind of has this uh, uh, an Ornette Coleman flavor. It's a great tune. It's called Passin' Through, and it's the title track. That's the first one we're going to hear. The second one features trombonist uh, George Bohanan, and it's the only standard tune on the date, uh, written by Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Heusen. And it's a, a, a nice mel melodic tune called The Second Time Around. Love is more wonderful, uh, more, love is more comfortable the second time around. So it's a standard tune. And then we get into a kind of a Spanish flavor tune written by Charles Lloyd and Chico Hamilton that features uh, Charles Flute, and it's called El Toro. And then we're going to hear a, a blues written by Charles Lloyd, a tune that he played, uh, still plays to this day, and it's a tune called Transfusion. Then I think the most intriguing track of the whole album, and the longest, was written by guitarist Gabor Zabo, and you have to hear it to believe it. It's called Lady Gabor. And the final tune is um, very much a Coltrane-flavored thing written by Charles Lloyd, and it's called Lonesome Child, and that's the track that ends the album. So, without further ado, our jazz feature this evening, the music of the Chico Hamilton Quintet, and we begin with Passin' Through. I'm going to uh, change the, uh, this seems to be some bit of a skipping problem in the CD. I hope it's, uh, I hope it can be resolved. And I'm, I'm going to uh, just switch players. There may be a piece of dust on the CD or something, but uh, uh, quite unusual. 
could be the players. One never knows. So I interrupt, unfortunately, to uh, change players. And uh, we'll give it a go in another player and hope that everything uh, uh, resolves. So we'll see what happens. If not, we'll uh, take some other steps. So here we go again.
And that's our jazz feature this evening. We heard the album, which was initially released on Impulse Records, and it's a true classic. It's recorded in September of 1962 and uh, still sounds as modern as next week. And the album was called Passin' Through. And the band, the new Chico Hamilton Quintet. He had formed this band, I guess, about a year earlier with some brand-new players that no one had ever heard of, actually. Um, Of course, um, many of them went on to fame uh, in later years, and uh, especially the saxophonist and flutist Charles Lloyd. And Charles, of course, went on to a a great career, and he is still very much and very active today and still playing, traveling and uh, contributing. And he still plays some of these tunes as well because there were uh, four of the tunes on this album were composed by Charles Lloyd. Excuse me. The... uh, other personnel, of course, the buttery and wonderful sound uh, filling out the, the front line uh, was George Bohannon on trombone. And uh, George, of course, went on to a great studio career in Los Angeles, but he was originally from Detroit and a uh, really, really fine trombonist. On guitar, the other unique voice in the band was Hungarian-born Gabor Zabo. And, of course, he, he died at a fairly young age, but he was uh, uh, went on to a great career on his own as well after leaving uh, Chico in the mid-'60s. And uh, such a fine musician with a very individual sound on his guitar. And he brought into, uh, into play a lot of uh, his influences um, that he heard, of course, in his native Hungary and uh, the music that he heard there and sort of brought that into his jazz concept as well. On bass, a young virtuoso bassist, again, sort of had his career cut short, um, a victim of uh, drugs, unfortunately. But we lost Albert Stinson in about 1968, a great uh, musician with uh, so much potential. And here he was, uh, one of his very, very first recordings um, was this one. And um, it really was the beginning of... uh, what was to be a very promising career, Albert Stinson, the bassist. And, of course, the great drummer, Chico Hamilton, and um, tying everything all together. The pieces of music we heard, we opened with Charles Lloyd's composition. I think the most exciting composition uh, on the whole album was his uh, sort of Ornette Coleman-flavored tune, the title track, Passing Through. Then we moved to uh, a standard tune written by Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Heusen, featured the trombone sound of George Bohannon, and there's a tune called Love is More Comfortable the Second Time Around. Tune number three was a Chico Hamilton-Charles Lloyd composition, and it was kind of a Spanish-flavored thing that featured Charles's flute, and it was called El Toro. Then we moved to the blues, one of uh, Charles' most um, famous compositions, one that he still plays today. It's called Transfusion, and uh, reflecting his uh, Memphis background. Then I think the most fascinating composition of the whole album 
was this uh, exotic-sounding piece which featured uh, Lloyd's flute and Gabor Zabo's guitar. And the piece of music was the longest track of the album, and it was called Lady Gabor. The final tune was a Coltrane-flavored original by Charles Lloyd entitled Lonesome Child. And, of course, he returned to the tenor saxophone on that tune. So that's it, our jazz feature this evening, the album entitled Passin' Through. And um, in my opinion, probably the finest Chico Hamilton album um, by this band. They recorded for different labels. They did, they did a couple for Columbia Records and Reprise Records and some independent labels as well. But this album, I think, stands above all of them. Um, a true masterpiece. And as I said, as modern as next week. Chico Hamilton, great drummer. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. And, uh, you know, last week we celebrated the uh, birthdays of um, two great saxophone players, and we played some of their music. I'm going to repeat um, not the same music, of course, tonight, but I'm just going to play you uh, some more music because I think they're, they're such important artists, and they're so distinctive. Both of these guys were born October 31st, Halloween night, um, and uh, we're going to hear some music by Illinois Jaquette from my favorite album by Illinois Jaquette, um, and a great late album by the wonderful Booker Irvin. And we're going to hear some music right now, uh, right after these messages. Uh, we're going to start out with uh, Illinois Jaquette and uh, my favorite album, and I'll discuss that when uh, when we get uh, when we get to it. But after these messages, you are listening to. <laughs> wow, I don't know what happened there. You are listening to CITR FM one hundred one point nine, or on your computer www.citr.ca, and. Check out these messages. We'll be back in a few moments. From time to time, people ask me, Hey, Haipei, how do you drop your body weight from 230 pounds to 175 pounds? Or, hey, man, I've been really stressed out lately. What can I do to decrease the stress level, blow off some steam, and keep a positive attitude? The answer is simple. Just run. Running is the reason I can lose 60 pounds, keep a positive mindset, meet new people, and be happy. This is not some cheesy advertisement. This is real-life testimony. Join the UBC Fun Run Club outside the Student Recreational Center on Mondays and Fridays at 4.30 p.m. and Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for group runs. For more information, make sure you visit runubc.com or connect with us on Facebook by searching UBC Fun Run Club. You can also spread word by tweeting about us, hashtag runubc.
Come and feel our positive energy at Falun Dafa Fellowship. Falun Dafa, also called Falun Gong, is an ancient spiritual discipline based on the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance. It's a self-cultivation practice that improves mental and physical wellness through meditation and simple exercises. It's been well documented to improve mind and body, relieve stress and anxiety, increase energy and vitality, and promote morality and spirituality. Why not give yourself a chance to learn free of charge? To learn more, please visit our website at falandafafellowship.com. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. Yes, to continue our tribute last week, we uh, played some music quite late in the show by uh, two great uh, saxophone, tenor saxophonists, um, Illinois Jaquette and Booker Irvin. We're going to begin with... Uh, Jean-Baptiste Illinois Jaquette. He was born October 31st, 1922, and uh, he was sort of the elder statesman of the tenor saxophone. His uh, first recording, uh, his most famous early recording, was done when he was a teenager back in 1942 when he was the star of Lionel Hampton's band. And, of course, he was the played the saxophone solo on one of Hampton's most famous pieces, Flying Home. But Jaquette was a real major voice of the tenor saxophone. And one of my very favorite albums by Jaquette is this one, and it's called simply Bottoms Up, Illinois Jaquette on Prestige. And um, Illinois hadn't recorded in a number of years, and uh, they were able to um, get a contract together, and he recorded a whole series of albums for uh, Prestige Records in the late 60s, and this was the first one. And uh, I've always just, this album, his playing is just so marvelous on here, and the rhythm section is so hip and modern, um, it just uh, brings out the best of Choquette. And his playing has such authority and such a great sound that he gets on the tenor saxophone. And um, he was a musician very definitely to be reckoned with. And, and many, although Illinois did establish a little bit of a, a, a reputation as a showboater, um, and he certainly did do that every once in a while, and, and I think it affected the way some of the snobby jazz critics uh, treated him. And they, they said, no, nah, he's just a honker and a squeaker, you know. Um, but... What people didn't realize that Jaquette was an incredible musician, and um, most of, most great musicians recognize that. And, and of course, he was treated with uh, incredible respect. His nickname was the Kid, because uh, he was always, uh, uh, even though he aged, he was always very youthful and and full of energy. So we're going to hear some pieces by Illinois Jaquette, backed up by the great Barry Harris on piano, Ben Tucker on bass. And one of the finest drummers on the planet, the late, great Alan Dawson. And the first piece of music, I think, establishes Jaquette, his mastery and his 
authority on the tenor saxophone. And that's his own composition. The, the title track is called Bottoms Up. And it's all Illinois from the word go for about uh, three minutes and uh, 15 seconds. And it's a killer. Then we're going to hear a, um, a tune, uh, another original by Jaquette. And um, it's, kind of, it's a, a slower, more relaxed kind of bluesy piece. And it's called Port of Rico. And then uh, we're going to hear a ballad by Monsieur Jaquette entitled Don't Blame Me, a beautiful tune by uh, Jimmy McHugh. And um, maybe one more after that. So here then is the great Illinois Jaquette. Look out.
So there, <laughs> Illinois Jacquette, Jean-Baptiste Illinois Jacquette, born in Broussard, Louisiana, on October 31st, 1922, and passed away in his adopted hometown of New York uh, in July, July 22nd, 2004. One of the great, all-time great tenor saxophonists, and uh, one of his finest outings on this uh, date, done for his first for Prestige Records, recorded in March of 1968. And we heard four tunes. Uh, we opened up with um, his own composition called Bottoms Up, and he asserted his authority on that tune. Then we slowed things down with another original composition by Illinois called Port of Rico. And then we moved to a beautiful Jimmy McHugh ballad, Don't Blame Me. And the final tune was another original by Monsieur Jacquette called Jivin' with Jack the Bellboy. And uh, everybody had a chance to uh, say their say on that one. Illinois Jacquette, along with Barry Harris on piano, Ben Tucker on bass, and the great drummer, Alan Dawson. Illinois Jacquette. And it's from an album called Bottoms Up, Illinois Jacquette on Prestige! Exclamation point. All right. We're going to turn now to another great tenor saxophonist. This time he was born in Denison, Texas, on October 31st, 1930. Different generation from uh, Illinois Jacquette, but um, equally distinctive. And, of course, he became um, Charles Mingus's favorite tenor saxophonist. And I'm talking about Booker Irvin, Booker Telfero Irwin. And um, Booker Irvin uh, recorded a number of albums for, uh, well, the Prestige label. But this uh, album is from the latter part of his career. Booker was taken from us uh, at a very young age, died of a kidney ailment. He was only 39, and um, he passed away in uh, July of 1970. And uh, sad to say, uh, we lost one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone. Um, this album was recorded a couple of years before his untimely death in June of 1968, and uh, it came out on... It was a belated release on Blue Note Records, but it's a, a great album, and it features Booker Irvin with Woody Shaw on trumpet, Kenny Barron on piano, uh, Jan Arnett on bass, and the wonderful Billy Higgins on drums. And we're going to open, we're going to play two compositions from this album, and uh, they're both uh, fairly lengthy. The first one is called Geechee, and it is written by Kenny Barron. And the second tune is uh, uh, composed by Booker Irvin, and it's called Two 
1904. So here then is the great sound of Booker Irvin. Seems to be the CD players are playing games, and uh, I'm going to switch players, and we start this thing all over again on another player. You never know when you put it in the CD player, you know, it's going to play, and sometimes it doesn't, and uh, we don't want it skipping all over the place. So we're going to kick it off again uh, in another player, and hopefully... It will be glitch-proof. <laughs> Here we go. Geechee, Booker Irvin.
We heard two tunes by a band put together by the great tenor saxophonist Booker Irvin. And uh, this was uh, issued quite late. Um, It was issued on LPs first in 1976, and um, they became rare. And then eventually they put this out on a CD called Textbook Tenor. Of course, um, paying tribute to Booker because he was born in Texas. You see? Anyway, um, wonderful band here with uh, Booker on tenor saxophone, Woody Shaw on trumpet, Kenny Barron on piano, Jan Arnett on bass, and the great Billy Higgins on drums. And we finally had to switch uh, CD players to get the thing going because it kept skipping on a player that is usually very reliable. But, um, you know, these things uh, operate under their... Some CD players operate to the beat of their own drummers, and uh, you never know. Anyway, the tunes. Uh, the first one was um, written by Kenny Barron called Geechee, and the second tune is really up Booker Irwin's alley uh, because he's such a, an expert at this kind of tempo and this kind of tune, and it was written by him, and it's called 204. And uh, those two lengthy tunes from this album, Textbook Tenor, recorded about two years before his uh, passing, uh, June the 24th, 1968. And Booker Irvin passed away in 1970. He was only 39. And um, July 31st, 1970, died of a kidney ailment. And uh, he was taken from us. And this great sound that he had on the tenor saxophone, um, unmatched as far as I'm concerned, Booker Irvin. Yes, all right, we shall return. We uh, would like to remind you that, of course, you're listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on the um, web, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and, of course, uh, I'd like to mention uh, just a couple of things. Uh, great websites to go on to. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And you can make, um, well, as I said, it's a, mentioned many times, it's a very comprehensive website. And you can make uh, reservations on that. You can buy tickets. And you will be able to see the schedule of um, performances that are produced by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's the people that, of course, uh, produce the annual jazz festival. And, of course, one of their main um, accomplishments is backing Frankie's Jazz Club, which is down on Beattie Street, Vancouver's finest jazz club. It really is. It's It's a great place, wonderful acoustics, all kinds of great music there. And uh, you can check out the, the schedule um, on the Coastal Jazz website and make reservations and do all the things you have to do. If you hear a, see an artist that you want to see, that's it. Um, you'll be able to uh, access all of that information on the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And uh, Frankie's uh, jazz Club on Beattie Street, right across the street from BC Place, is uh, a really comfortable and great place to listen to uh, jazz. So, um, that's it. Coastaljazz.ca. That's the answer. That'll take you to all these different sites, and you'll 
find out what's going on. And, of course, the other great website I always mention is Brian Nations. Uh, he administers it, and that, that is VancouverJazz.com. And that is a very comprehensive website with all sorts of links, and you can spend a lot of time on there. Uh, get off Facebook for a while and get on uh, <laughs> VancouverJazz.com. It's, it's entertaining, too. All right. Of course, uh, I always mention my good friend Ken Speller. Ken is a music teacher, and he has a business called Music at Home. And he'll come to your house and teach you how to play the saxophone, the flute, or the clarinet. And uh, he's an excellent teacher. He lived in Japan for many years and many years' experience and a wonderful musician as well. He also repairs instruments. That's important, especially if you play a reed instrument. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts on there. They're always needing tweaking, uh, pads being uh, having to be replaced, um, etc., etc. Uh, they require a certain amount of upkeep, and Ken is a good man to know because he has his own repair shop in his home, and uh, he doesn't charge you an arm and a leg because um, he doesn't have the overhead to uh, to cover. So he's a good man to know when it's time to uh, make your instrument, your musical instrument, your chosen instrument to sound better. And um, if it's in good shape, you're going to sound your best. So Ken Speller is the guy to know. And uh, he's located in the Metrotown area of Burnaby. And he can be reached by phone 778 800 uh, 1933 778 800 1933 and he's also uh, you can also email Ken at uh, k speller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca k speller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca and after these messages we'll be back with some fine vocal stylings of one of Jazz Dumb's great vocalists, Helen Merrill. Become a CITR member and make some new friends. Members get discounts on Main Street at Anti-Social Skateboard Shop, Dandelion Records and Emporium, Devil Maywear, East Vanity Parlor, East Van Graphics, F is in Frank, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, Red Cat Records, The Regional Assembly of Texts, RX Comics, The Rag Machine, The Wallflower Modern Diner, True Value Vintage, I Found Gallery, and Woo Vintage Clothing. What would we do without our friends? to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news, as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca.
Well, there isn't a whole lot to say about the weather this time of year because, well, we all know that this weather is is very typical. Uh, we can all complain about it, but we can't do anything about it, much like uh, uh, the um, events in the uh, United States tomorrow. We won't be able to do anything about that either. We're just going to have to live with whatever the consequences are. Weather is similar, too. Uh, it's beyond our control. But uh, here is what the prognosis is. Tonight, of course, is uh, cloudy, um, rainy, and windy with a low of 13. And then the Pineapple Express really kicks in tomorrow. Rain is going to end in the morning, and then it's going to be cloudy um, basically for the rest of the day with a low of 13 and a high of 17. Uh, that would be nice if the sun was shining, but um, it's going to be, you know, cloudy this time of year, of course. Wednesday, uh, showers with a low of 12 and a high of 13. And Thursday is cloudy with a 60% of cho- showers with a low of 10 and a high of 12. Then a downturn for Friday, rain, low of 10, high of 12. And then Saturday and Sunday, the weekend, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower. Lows between 6 and 8 and highs around 12. So that's the um, the gloomy forecast. So we just have to uh, grin and bear it. Yes, of course, because we can't do anything about it. And uh, that's the wonderful thing about the weather and nature and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> all right. One of the great uh, vocal stylings, stylists, is Helen Merrill, and she's always been a favorite of mine. Helen is still very much with us, uh, but we're going to go back to a classic recording, one of the very first under her own name, recorded in 1954. But uh, one of the things that makes this recording so wonderful is the trumpet stylings of the late, great Clifford Brown. And uh, he's on several of these tracks. The arrangements are by someone that I'm sure you're all familiar with, Quincy Jones. And he was just beginning his career around this time. And some of the other people involved uh, Jimmy Jones, a very fine um, pianist, uh, Barry Galbraith on guitar, Milt Hinton on bass, O.C. Johnson on drums. But Clifford Brown is uh, is just wonderful on, on trumpet. We're going to hear three tunes from this uh, session, which came out on uh, uh, MRC Records, which, is, of course, is a subsidiary of Mercury Records. Uh, we're going to open with uh, a great tune by the Gershwin Brothers called Wonderful. And the second tune we're going to hear is a, thing that I, a tune I've always liked called Born to be Blue. And the final tune is going to be um, a classic by Billie Holiday. And um, she wrote this tune, and it it kind of, uh, it's autobiographical in terms of Billie's life, but Helen does it justice, and she's going to sing Don't Explain. So we begin with Swonderful, Helen Merrill. Wow. 
I was 
Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Your mom. 
Three tunes by the great Helen Merrill and a lady held in very high esteem by most uh, jazz musicians. The arrangements uh, were by a, a young Quincy Jones, and uh, these tracks were recorded for um, MRC Records way back in 1954. Miss Merrill was still with us, and um, I don't know how often she performs these days, but... Uh, um, I remember her concert here in Vancouver at the Vancouver East Cultural Center uh, a number of years ago, and uh, she was absolutely wonderful and looked so great as well. Helen Merrill, and we heard three tunes. Of course, she was accompanied by some of the best musicians in the world. Clifford Brown, the late Clifford Brown on trumpet, um, soloed on all the pieces. Jimmy Jones on piano, Barry Galbraith on guitar, Milt Hinton, the judge on bass, and O.C. Johnson on drums. And we heard, the first tune was uh, the Gershwin Brothers' Swonderful, and then we heard a, a great tune called Born to be Blue with a wonderful Clifford Brown solo on that one. And the final tune was written by Billie Holiday and entitled Don't Explain. Billie Holiday and uh, in par partnership with Arthur Herzog. And a great tune that uh, Billy often sang. It was uh, almost autobiographical for her. All right, Helen Merrill. We're going to turn now to a group from Vancouver that was very popular among uh, jazz connoisseurs um, in the 70s. They delivered some concerts. They were um, not a long-lived jazz band, but a lot of people uh, remember this, this band. Uh, it was called Pacific Salt, and it was started by uh, trombonist Ian McDougall and drummer George Ursan. And um, I, was, I just saw most of these gentlemen um, on Saturday. I was at the uh, uh, memorial service for the great Bobby Hales. And uh, Ron Johnston, who was the pianist uh, on these recordings, uh, gave me this uh, CD. And he told me um, this was made toward the end of their um, career as a band. Uh, all the musicians involved here, of course, were... were um, uh, great jazz players, but they were also top-ranked studio musicians, and they did a lot of CBC work and uh, all kinds of uh, worked in symphonies and did all kinds of things. But of course, their credibility uh, to us is as jazz musicians. And um, as I mentioned before, um, the band was started by Ian McDougall, a wonderful trombone player. Uh, who actually moved on. He, um, in the 70s, he mo moved to Toronto and was there for a number of years. Ian is now back on the scene, and, and he lives in Victoria. Uh, great musician. But anyway, the people involved on this recording, and this was their very last recording before they broke up, and Ron Johnston told me that uh, he feels that it's their best recording. So we're going to hear uh, some tunes uh, by this band, 
And the band is, um, yes, it's a, it's a jazz group, but it's reflecting uh, also the music of um, uh, Weather Report, um, Herbie Hancock's band, and uh, some of the innovations by Miles Davis during his electronic period. So it's a, it's a contemporary kind of sound, and yet it still has a lot of jazz credibility. The people involved here, the great and wonderful Donnie Clark on trumpet, on uh, tenor saxophone, uh, we're going to hear Jack Stafford, and uh, tenor and alto saxophone, Jack Stafford, one of the great players um, in Vancouver. Ron Johnston, as I mentioned, on piano. Oliver Gannon on guitar. And Torben Oxbowl on bass. Now, Torben, unfortunately, does not play anymore. He had an injury to his arm, and he had to give up playing bass. But he's still productive in... Uh, he does production work and uh, all kinds of... Uh, he, he still has the ability to play different instruments, and uh, he does some of his own... Uh, Productions, but he doesn't play the bass anymore. Sad to say, because he was one of the best that ever came to Vancouver. Great bass player. And um, on drums, George Ursan. So all of these musicians are still very active, with the exception of uh, Torben Oxbow. And we're going to hear three tunes from this album. Um, and the first one was written by Oliver Gannon, and it's called Pourquoi? The second tune is a delightful melody written by Jack Stafford, and it's called Effie May. And the final tune was written by drummer George Ursan, and it's called Raw Toast. So three tunes by the Vancouver-based band Pacific Salt.
And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a Vancouver-based band and uh, a great uh, group that was uh, together for a number of years in the 70s and uh, had a, a small measure of success as a, as a jazz group. And, uh, of course, all these gentlemen in this band were um, very uh, hardworking uh, studio players and did a lot of CBC, movie work, uh, symphony work, all that kind of stuff but they're all at heart jazz musicians, and uh, I know them all. They're all all good friends of mine, and this was a great band. Put together by George Ursan was the um, main stimulus here who uh, put together this band and called it Pacific Salt. George, of course, was heard on drums, uh, Torben Oxball on bass, and he's the only gentleman that doesn't play anymore because of an injury. He uh, he can't play the bass anymore. Great musician in his time, uh, was an emigre from Denmark, and um, just one of the finest bass players ever to arrive here in Vancouver. On guitar, Oliver Gannon, still performing and uh, heard around town at various venues. Ron Johnston on piano, again, 
Um, he performs uh, locally here. Jack Stafford on alto saxophone and tenor saxophone, of course, and Jack is uh, very active uh, to this day. And the great Donnie Clark on trumpet, one of the, uh, he had such a beautiful sound, has such a beautiful sound on the trumpet. And um, I'm grateful uh, for Ron Johnston to uh, give me uh, this CD to play for you. Uh, and Ron himself told me I was just um, uh, at a memorial service on Saturday, and Ron was there, and he uh, he gave me this CD, and he said, you know, this is some of our very, very best work, and this was the last recording uh, we ever did. And um, we thought the tapes were lost, but uh, they were found and uh, put out on this CD. And Ron says, this is, uh, this is us at our best, and uh, just before we broke up, uh, all of this was recorded in the late 70s. So we heard three tunes. Uh, the first one was called Pourquoi, written by Oliver Gannon. The second tune was a very charming piece written by saxophonist Jack Stafford called Effie May. And the final tune was The Cooker of the Set, written by drummer George Urson and entitled Raw Toast. So there you go. Pacific Salt. We're going to turn now to... Um, album that I've always liked and uh, this is by pianist Jack Wilson and he put together an incredible band here uh, this is recorded for Blue Note Records and it's a rather elusive item um, and uh, uh, a wonderful album Wilson did a couple of albums for uh, Blue Note, the late great Jack Wilson and he had a, such a beautiful touch on the piano I heard Jack in person um, many times in San Francisco and um, what a fine and very underrated musician. We're going to hear Jack with this great band that he assembled, Lee Morgan on trumpet, Garnet Brown on trombone, Jackie McLean on alto saxophone, and just the recently departed bassist Bob Cranshaw. And on drums, Billy Higgins. And the album was called Easterly Winds. And uh, Jack flew in from... Uh, the West Coast, to uh, do this album and uh, was able to uh, get all of these musicians on the date and get them all rehearsed and made this wonderful album. We're going to hear um, three compositions from this recording, all written by Jack Wilson. The first one was called Do It, and the second tune was entitled On Children. And the third tune is um, a beautiful uh, composition by Jack to end the set and it's called Nirvana. So here then is this from this album, Easterly Winds. Once again, Lee Morgan on trumpet, Garnet Brown on trombone, Jackie McLean on alto saxophone, Bob Cranshaw on bass, Billy Higgins on drums, and the late great Jack Wilson on piano. And we start with Do It.
Such a great album uh, called Easterly Winds, and it's by it's one of those rarer Blue Note uh, sessions done in 1967 and featured West Coast-based pianist Jack Wilson, the late Jack Wilson. And um, these are, we heard three of his compositions on here, and uh, what a band he selected. Lee Morgan on trumpet. Garnet Brown on trombone, Jackie McLean on alto saxophone, the late Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Billy Higgins on drums, and of course Jack Wilson on piano. The three tunes we heard from this album called Easterly Winds 
Um, the first tune was a funky thing called Do It. And the second tune was called On Children. And the third tune was entitled Nirvana. And uh, this is a, a very fine and underrated album in the Blue Note catalog. Uh, Jack Wilson recorded, I think, three albums for the label, but this is the best, Easterly Winds. We're going to turn now to guitarist Grant Green. And this, these recordings were unearthed uh, a few years ago, and they were recorded in Detroit at a, a ghetto club called the Club Mozambique, and it's in the uh, African-American area of, uh, of Detroit and recorded in 1971, and it features Grant in a more um, funky con uh, context with a wonderful band, and we're going to hear two tenor saxophonists on this uh, tune. As a matter of fact, the tune was written by one of the tenor saxophonists, and he is, uh, we don't know very much about him. Uh, this is, I think, the only recording that he ever appeared on, but he does have a name which is well-known, Clarence Thomas. And no, it's not that guy. <laughs> it's not the Supreme Court U.S. Uh, Supreme Court uh, right-wing judge. Um, it's another Clarence Thomas. But uh, anyway, he's stuck with that name. Whoever he is, and there's not much, uh, there's no information on the notes. Nobody knows very much whatever happened to this guy, but he can play. And he wrote this tune as well. The other saxophonist on here, tenor saxophonist, is the great Houston Person. And Grant Green, of course, is the leader on guitar. Ronnie Foster on Hammond organ. And the great, and I do mean great, Idris Mohammed on drums. And this is a tune written by Clarence Thomas, and it's called Farid. Thank you. 
recorded at the Club Mozambique uh, in Detroit back in 1971. That was the great guitarist Grant Green. And Grant was uh, with his band, which included um, the, the um, composition was written by the first saxophone soloist on there, whose name... Clarence Thomas, yeah, not the same, uh, not the same guy, but uh, we don't know very much about Clarence Thomas, but he can play. And the second uh, saxophonist was Houston Person, a little better known. Grant Green, of course, on guitar, Ronnie Foster on Hammond organ, and Idris Mohammed on drums. And that was a composition by Clarence Thomas called Farid. That's from a great. That's uh, a, a whole album uh, of previously unissued Grant Green stuff, and uh, it, it's really a fine album recorded live at uh, this uh, club Mozambique in Detroit. We're going to close the show with a couple of pieces of music from a very famous Miles Davis session, the second great quintet, and this album was called Miles Smiles. And although the quintet had already recorded, this album really was brought the best of the quintet together. And it was, it was the beginning of a series of incredible, groundbreaking albums by Miles Davis's second great quintet. And um, this album, Miles Smiles, was the first of the series recorded... Um, in 1966, uh, 1966 uh, in October. And we're going to hear Miles, of course, on trumpet, Miles Davis on trumpet, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, Herbie Hancock on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and the great Tony Williams on drums. And we're going to hear two tunes from that uh, immortal session. The Both of these compositions are written by Wayne Shorter. The first one is called Orbits, and the second tune is probably Wayne Shorter's most famous composition, Footprints. So here then, the Miles Davis second great quintet.
sponsored that shit in. Mm-hmm. Two pieces with a little bit of uh, studio chatter and by Miles Davis and company. And we heard two pieces from this famous album, Miles Smiles, which was issued on Columbia Records. And, of course, Miles' second great quintet. Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, who wrote both of those tunes, and Herbie Hancock on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Tony Williams on drums. And the first tune was entitled Orbits, and the second tune, of course, was Wayne Shorter's most famous composition, Footprints. So concludes another edition of The Jazz Show. And, of course, our world will be um, transformed, (laughs) I guess, later on today. Um, A very eventful thing will be happening, as we all know about. And so we can only hope for the best. All right. Thank you very much for listening this evening, and uh, hope you, you enjoyed Uh, some of the show, if not all of the show. My name's Gavin Walker, and on behalf of uh, The Jazz Show, we'll be back in seven days next week. Our jazz feature artist next week is a wonderful alto saxophonist who is um, kind of overlooked uh, in a way. He was a wonderful composer and band leader as well. His name, Gigi Grice. And uh, Gigi recorded a number of very significant albums uh, in his uh, career. And uh, it all sort of came to a halt in about 1961 when uh, Gigi hung up his horn and uh, quit music entirely and uh, spent the rest of his life as a schoolteacher in in New York City and then eventually retired and moved back to his home. Uh, base of uh, of Florida, and unfortunately passed away. Gigi Grice was a most interesting musician, very creative musician, and we're going to hear one of his finer albums uh, from the latter part of his career. Uh, He did a whole series of albums for Prestige Records, and this one is called The Happenings, and it's uh, his regular working band. So he's going to be our jazz feature artist next week, Gigi Grice. All right. Again, thank you very much for being out there. We'll see you in seven days' time. You take care and enjoy the happenings. (laughs) All right. Gavin Walker here, bidding you all a good evening. Bye-bye.